Well, good morning, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, coming off of Saturday, obviously, like I said, after the game, you know, was uh, was uh, proud of the guys be able to leave first conference game uh, on the road, come out with a victory. Uh, you obviously didn't uh, you know didn't play to the best of our ability. Uh, you know, for 60 minutes of that game, uh, there were some really positive moments, but ultimately, you know, just too much inconsistency. Uh, you know, didn't start the way we wanted to start defensively. Gave up a couple big plays. Had a couple you know, communication uh, issues. You know, things that we worked, things that had been right in practice, and then you know, ultimately, uh, you know, uh, in the moment, we did not execute. So you know, we've got to continue to to improve there. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the response was good. You know, even though we started off down, uh, you know, to, to get back to to thirty one to to ten was was a was a positive. Uh, you look at the you. Know, what they did, I mean, you know, Boss College did a good job controlling the clock. They had t you know, time of possession. Um, you know, we didn't get, we didn't have our second offensive possession until the second quarter. Uh, it was almost 50 minutes of real time. And you know, one of that, one part of that is when we got to get off the field on third downs on defense. Uh, but then offensively, you know, you got to make sure that uh, uh, you know you you know, make the most of all opportunities. And uh, you know, offense scored. I think it was on. You know, five of six, five of their first six possessions. Uh, you would, you know, the two-minute drive at the end of the first half was the only uh, one that they did not score on. Um, but uh, you know, we got there to, you know, the, the end of the third quarter, you know, fourth quarter, and um, you know, on on each of those drives, you know, we had a uh, uh, you know a correctable a corrupt correctable mistake that showed up. But uh, you're still a mistake, you know, in in its own right. And uh, you know, we had the turnover for a touchdown. Um, you know that that really hurt us. You know we had a, a couple penalties. Uh, you know on, on potential big plays uh, that hurt us. Um, and you know you know we got to do a better job of finishing there offensively. Uh, there when we get to the uh, you know get in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know defensively. Uh, you know I think you, you look and you see. I mean just disappointed in our third down uh, performance. Uh, you know, we had a you know a very similar game to the, to to that. You know on third down. You know there a year ago and one that we we came up short in. And so it's. You know, we've been we've been outstanding in, in those in those situations uh, you throughout the year up to this point but uh, you know did not execute very well um, you know there's a variety of different different issues some things you know technique couple communication issues um, you know and then you know ultimately just you know a few times just got to finish finish the play um, or we're in a position to be able to make it but uh, you know they had uh, you know they had a, a you know, way too much offense. Uh, you know, there in the third down, I think it was close to 240 yards on third down situations, um, and that's that's in it. You know, uh, it's unacceptable for, for how we want to play and what we want to do. Um, but uh, you know, coaches, players, everybody involved, we get an opportunity to go get better. Uh, special teams wise, obviously they we had the we we had the turnover on the uh, on the onside squib you know kick. That's uh, you know that's that's something that you know I've got to do a better job of making sure I put our guys in those situations, uh, things we talk about. But uh, you know, there in the moment, we weren't uh, didn't didn't uh, you know, all execute exactly the things that we wanted to do in that in that moment. And uh, so I mean, I got to do a better job of coaching that. Um, you know, really proud of Ryan for you know how he's how he's operated, how he's kicked. Uh, he's done a done a great job to start off this season. Um, you know, our coverage units. You know, I think we've we've done some some good things. Uh, you know, I think Alex has punted the ball well, been able to flip the field. Um, you know, our, our kickoff coverage unit uh, doing a good job putting speed down the field. I like what I'm seeing there. And then, you know, I think we're really close on our on our return units. Now, obviously, we had a, a critical mistake there late. Um, you know, did did not do a, a, a didn't have the best judgment. Uh, you know, there on the last punt. Um, 
you know, fortunately, it, it it didn't hurt us. But I mean, those are things that you gotta. I mean, you gotta you be on point with, and and obviously, um, you know, we have to learn from it. And uh, but I mean, a lot of a lot of things to be able to learn from from that game. It definitely, uh, uh, you know, our players were were upset. Um, you know, we're all glad we won. Um, but players upset for some of the things that we put on film uh, that we've stayed away from you know, early in the season, and you know a great opportunity to go correct it. I thought they came back with uh, with a great edge in practice last night. I thought there was a you know, great effort, and uh, you know this, it's not it's never been about the work. I mean these guys they 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 in, they embrace the work, um, you know. But you know there in the course of that game, I don't know if we always played with the edge that that we are accustomed to, and. You look at the game. I thought we played very disciplined uh, for the majority part of it. Uh, we had five penalties, and ironically, um, you know, the first the first penalty was when the score hit 31 to 10. You know, and four of the five penalties were focus penalties. And you know, as you get to that point of the game, and you're doing a lot of really good things, and you have a lapse in focus, a lapse in. Uh, uh, you know that edge which I talk about, and uh, you know that that showed up there late, and uh, you know, we drove, we pointed that out, we addressed it, um, you know, and you know ultimately, like I said, I was I was proud of our guys, you know, defensively there. That that last drive was was big uh, to be able to, uh, to to get the stops, to get a couple of sacks. You know, I thought uh, Coach Floor put them in a good position, and guys went out there and executed in the moment. Um, but but ultimately, that game didn't you know didn't need to be. Uh, what it was, but maybe it was just a thing that we needed to to show the importance of of every snap and every rep and every opportunity. Um, and so I think our guys, uh, you know, they got the message, and you know now we have to go do something about it. One of the things uh, this defense was really good about last year was not giving up the explosive plays. Um, it seems like this year there have been some, especially in the passing game. Um, I know there was a big emphasis in the offseason on trying to create more plays defensively. Is there any correlation there, or is it something else? No, I mean I think, you know, I think we're a talent. I think we're a talented defense. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, when you when you can run, you know, there's going. I think teams have done a good job of trying to create, you know, some of the misdirection things in the passing game where we've um, and we've got to, you know. It, Nothing that we haven't worked, and it's just you know, in the moment making sure that you know we're that we're able to to go out there and, and communicate with that sense of urgency and the confidence, um, and you know to be able to apply that. You know, it was, it was, um, that's shown up you know too much in the first three games, and you know it's something that has uh, definitely been addressed. It's something that uh, we've got to you know understand what people are going to try to do against us for how we play and, and what we do but uh, you know there's they've done a good job with some of the misdirection and our eyes have not been right a few times and you know, allowed guys to, to get space and then there's times that you know with all the right intention you know I mean, we had a third and 17 the other day that I think was one of the plays of the game uh, up 31 to 10 and you know you sit there and a rep we'd look 10 guys checked immediately to to you know the coverage and they um, the the defensive play and structure we wanted to we wanted to run and you know ten guys got it one guy didn't it just happened to be where where the ball was thrown and you know that's where it's like you know you talk about it afterwards like why did that happen uh, I mean there's there's all different types of you know to things like nobody wants to make a mistake in that moment nobody wants to 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 to, to not be on the same you know to be on the same page but uh, you know that's where whether it's during a walkthrough. Whether it's during uh, you know, the practice rep, whether it's your rep or not, you know we all got to be on the same page, um, you know in in the, in the, in those adjustments. And 
you know, it's something we look at as coaches, we look at as players, and we all take ownership in it. And so it's all, all part of, right, how can we be better at executing the things that we're, we're being asked to do? And then, you know, you got to go out there and do it. With the, the play to Morlock, it would have maybe almost iced the game at that point. It was a really big play. Did Keon engage too early? Did, or was that well, a I mean, mistake it's, by it's him? A, it's one of those things. It's a slip screen back to the, to, to the tight end. And, um, you know, you go back and watch it, and it's – you know, you know, Kyle thought he was behind the line of scrimmage. You were slightly in front of it. Um, you know, there was a potential, you know, versus man to be able to, to, to take the guy and run him off. I mean, there's all different factors that can go into that. Um, but, you know, that's one of those plays that's just where we got to be that much better. And, um, you know, we, we, we don't always control. I mean, I've seen that called a lot of different ways, over, you know, over the years. There was something that was that close. But, um, you know, it was a call that was made. And, you know, now we have to make sure that we improve uh, from that. Uh, you know, on on uh, on LT's you know you know fumble, there was you know, the, you know we had a, we had a miscommunication on that, and uh, you know that's a play that's that's there has a chance for a for a big for a big gain. Um, but unfortunately, it's just like that's those are the things that showed up there in the fourth quarter. That I mean, you're you're a couple inches away from just really blowing that game out of out of. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, out of the water for, for how we should finish, and but we didn't. And so that's where, you know, we all get to look back and say, all right, why did this happen? How can we make it better? And then you go to work and, and work to fix it. And then I wanted to ask about Keon. I don't know how many games he's had in his life where he had zero catches. Have you talked to him after the game? Um, because he's such a special guy and is such a big part of this offense. Um, what, what was his mindset? What was your mindset with him? Because obviously you've got some huge games coming up the rest of the yeah, way. I mean, there's, it's, you know, that's part of Part of football sometimes it's not like you know we don't ever go into games and say oh we're not going to get this great player at the ball you know and he, and you know when you look at it there's it's it's a you know you, there's a little bit of give and take you know we snapped the ball 58 times so you know and he was targeted you know I think it was three four times you know got the uh, you know you know, throughout the contest and unfortunately didn't result in any catches um, but you know that's that's kind of part of it. You looked a week prior, Jane Bell didn't have a catch. Um, you know, we scored 66 points. Johnny Wilson didn't have a catch. I mean, but other guys, you know, took took advantage of opportunities. Um, you know, that's – we want to get our playmakers involved. And, you know, we you know, there were a couple – there were a few opportunities that we had. And, uh, you know, we – you know, whether it's uh, you know, different different things that we could do to make sure we're finishing dif- finishing those plays, whether, you know, it's, it's all that. And, that's, and, and, you know, obviously I got to do a good job of making sure that, you know, to say force, but you know you want you want to make sure that those guys get uh, uh, active active in the game, and uh, you know it's uh, just one of those things that that occurred. And, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of plays where he is a primary option, but if they give you something that's a little bit cleaner or, or more open, I mean that's you know like I said, we scored on five of our first six drives, so it wasn't like oh well this was not working because we didn't get him the ball early. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, yes, we want to get, you know, all of our playmakers, uh, you know, opportunities to be able to do that. And, you know, for what Johnny, you know, you know I guess lacked in production a week ago, well, he made up for it for the 100-yard receiving game this game. So, uh, Jaheim Bell with a couple really big game. Um, so, it's just, you know, it's all, um, you know, there's always going to be an ebb and flow in that. And, you know, I thought Keon, his attitude, his approach, I mean, you know, he's a real one. He's an is absolute, you know, real ball player that wants to, you know, he wants to make an impact. He wants to have a big game. He wants to help this team win. And that's what, that's what, has, that's what makes him special. And so, uh, you know, definitely excited to see, you know, his continued growth, our continued growth. And uh, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing with, with every player that, that we have.
how did Jordan feel physically leaving the game? Is the expectation for him to be? Yeah, I was, you know, I was proud. Of, I was proud of him to, uh, you know, coming back. You know, he got hit there on the last two-minute drive. Uh, you know, laying on the ground awkwardly. Um, you know, was uncomfortable. You know, you know, uh, you know, probably physically going into the second half. But I mean, just you know, he came out first two drives. You know, you had you know touchdown drives, made some really good throws. Um, you know, he had some runs there that they're they're late that uh, were really good. I mean, he was sore after the game, but. You know, I don't, uh, not worried about, you know, what does health be here moving forward? From an offensive run game standpoint, do you feel like the offense has struggled with bread and butter plays that maybe they had success with a year ago? And just in general, the O-line, you've had to use multiple people with some injuries up there. How's that group gelling through three? I don't, I mean, I don't think necessarily, you know, uh, struggle with bread and butter. I mean, it's um, ultimately trying to create space, trying to, uh, to, uh, to get get run seams, I think we've done a good job of that early in the season. Um, you know, for a, a lot of situations, but um, you know, ultimately there's you know, you know, as teams try to adapt and adjust to what we're doing. I mean, I don't I don't look at our offensive performance and saying, well, this is I mean, this was really bad. I mean, this you know, it, I think we've done well collectively. And you know, you look in the, in the first half of the LSU game. You know, we didn't run the ball very well, but we were able to throw the ball and you know. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, really, I think, finished the game because of our run game uh, with some of the, I guess, bread and butter calls or that we have that we run. Um, second game, we ran for 300 yards. Um, you know, really did a, did a nice job within that. And then in the last game, you know, there was there was a it was a mixed bag. I thought, you know, there was some. Uh, I thought we had some explosive run opportunities. I was really pleased with uh, you know Rodney Hill. I thought came in and uh, did a nice job. You know had a, had a good you know a couple of really good explosive runs. I thought you know you know Trey had you know he was really close on a few. And uh, you know I mean ultimately I mean he's you know he's continuing to to, to push and and uh, you know I know that uh, you know for what he did the week prior. I mean it, there was a couple of those runs that you know, we're, we're one block, one, you know, and, and it works with everybody. It's not, I mean, there was a couple of times that we missed, you know, miss ID maybe with receivers on how we were trying to get to the force uh, that would have opened up just a little bit more, um, more of a seam. But, um, you know, I think it's just, it's that, that's the, that's the fun of the run game. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, as you're trying to work and, and create the best looks and advantages for your guys, it's just, that's that, that constant repetition. But um, no, I'm not really worried about where, where, where that where we are in that right now, and I don't think it's been something that's, you know, been terrible. But there are obviously areas for improvement. Um, looking forward to Clemson a little bit. You get, um, you know, you've had faced Will Shipley a few times. I don't think um, Club Nick started against you guys, but um, what do you see from them? How do you guys defend them this week? No, I mean it's a it's a talented team. I mean this is, you look at their offense. Um, you got a new offensive coordinator, you know, really sharp, um, knows how to put his guys in position um, to make plays. The versatility of, of Shipley is is, uh, is what makes him what makes him you know, special. I mean, he is you know he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, he's he's tough, he's physical. Um, you know, we've seen seen him you know you know firsthand for the last couple of years. Um, you know, really been an, an X factor in our game. So we know that we're going to have to gear up, and you know we got to. We got to control him. You know the other, other back. Uh, you know Phil. Uh, you know he is really talented as well. Big, strong. Um, you know tough, tough nose running back. But if they get in the open field, they got the speed to take it. Uh, you take it the distance. Um, you know they're experienced offensive line. Uh, 
you know, uh, Kate is really you know talented quarterback. I mean, he can he can locate the ball. He can make every throw. Uh, you know, he's he's probably more athletic than people give him credit for. Um, just what he can do, uh, just extending plays, being able to move, uh, and then you know you can see the growth in their receiving core. So it's gonna be a great challenge for us. Uh, you know, obviously, you know they you look at some of the early, you know, probably the first six quarters of the season, uh, they, they had some uncharacteristic uh, turnovers. I think they turned the ball over you know, three times within the, within the you know, 10 yard line or coming out with no points uh, in, that, in those situations. That early turnover in, in, the, uh, in the first quarter, I think it threw a pick six. Um, you know, and then you know, since that, uh, the last six quarters of football, I mean, they played at a very high level. And so uh, you could see that you know, all that kind of, you know, you know, coming into play for them. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great challenge, but I know our guys are excited about it and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to a wonderful week of work and get a chance to go go play it there on Saturday. Coach, you talk about how you, your guys are looking forward to Clemson. I guess what kind of extra intensity are you hoping to see out of them? This is a big rivalry, and I know how much of a big deal it would mean for this program to finally get a win over Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to go see us play our best game. And, uh, you know, that is – and it is a standard expectation, but if you don't, I mean, everybody knows this is a big game. You got a team that's, you know, the last however many years, um, you know, has, you know, pretty much led the the ACC and in, in how they've played and what they've done. Um, but you know, I'm not sitting here just just talking about Clemson. I mean, it's it's about us. It's about how we play, what we're what we're able to do, and how we're able to execute. Um, you know, we know they're talented foot uh, talented football team, and you know, this is a. I mean, it's a it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great um, you know an exciting uh, you know game to be able to play in, and you have to. You got to prepare like that, but you know it's, uh, it was the same expectations of how we needed to prepare last week and and how you have to play for 60 minutes. But uh, you know you, you learn from each experience and you build towards to, towards what's ahead. But uh, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of motivational talks needed. But I'm I'm sure going to give them, and because I just want our guys better than they've ever been. And you know that's that's the opportunity that we'll be able to sit sit here you know 3:30, 3:45 on. Uh, on Saturday and know that whether we accomplished that or we didn't. And if that's the case, I've got a lot of confidence in what we'll be able to do. Uh, and I'll be able to live with whatever the result is. Uh, but we're going, we're going to play our best game. That is, that's what I want to see. And, you know, I believe in this team. I believe in who, we, who, who I coach. I believe in the coaches that we have. And so uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this week of preparation and really looking forward to them, uh, you know, capitalizing on the moment. Uh, you guys have really defended traditional running games very well so far this year in terms of just running backs, not running quarterbacks. But uh, well, I guess I don't know that might be traditional now. But um, but looking at what Clemson does, is it more than just the fact that those are two really talented backs? Like, what do they do? What challenges do they present as a running game? I think it's it's uh, you know, and and I think there are some similarities. I think with what you do in the passing game and you know the create you know. The creativity of, of you know utilizing your playmakers and trying to create space uh, in the passing game, whether it's with route concepts, with uh, the spacing, with the angles of, of what you're trying to do in the run game, uh, you know it all it all has to tie together. And I mean, there's some offense as you watch, and you know, people like to call plays, and it you know looks good, but it's not there, there's not a whole lot of coordination in it. Uh, I think they do a good job of coordinating you know their attack. And so whether it's you know you get a certain look, and I mean you might see you know these handful of runs out of it, but then you know, 
if you tie somebody, you know, down to try to cheat a hat, then they're gonna you're, they're gonna create an advantage in the passing game and be able to to to, to take advantage of that as, as well. So, um, you know, I think they do a good job of of playing numbers, but they also do a good job of creating creating good leverage and to be able to attack in the run game uh, when you have tough, physical, hard-nosed backs that, that can run. I mean, it's it makes it a challenge. And so, uh, when you get you, when you have a gap, you got to win your gap, and you got to make the tackle if that's if that's where the ball comes. And um, you know, obviously, there's going to be some space plays. That's 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 something that shows up uh, in this offense. And so, I mean, we got to do a good job. And I don't think we did a, a very good job of making those space plays a week ago. That's something that we got to improve on. And. Um, you know, uh, ultimately, I know, I know we're going to put a, a lot of emphasis and continue to, to emphasize that because I mean that's 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 the the game of college football now, and uh, we got to do a good job of able to get people down when we get those situations. Do you feel a game you played at Boston College where it was a little bit more challenging and you faced a little bit more adversity going into the Clemson game? It's going to put you in a better place, maybe even more than you expected in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for for all experiences, especially ones we win. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, it, you you get to look back and you know, nobody nobody wanted it to be a two point game, um, but it was, and you know, we had to we had to respond in that situation. We had to feel that. We had to you know, it's uh, especially being on the road. That was a, that was a, that was good for us. We know it's going to be an emotional atmosphere last week, and you got to give credit for to Boston College. They played really hard. Um, you know, their quarterback you know, made some big plays in, in moments and and so for us it was uh, something you look at and now it's why did this happen how do you get it corrected and you better you better you know take the steps necessary so it doesn't show up again and uh, you know, playing a you know you know a perennial championship you know caliber team and is what Clemson has has been these last few, you know however many years um, you know you you know you're gonna it's gonna be a challenge but uh, you know, I'm excited about uh, you know all that we've had, I and mean, we played in big games. I mean, you know, it's not like we're coming to this game unknown of what we've faced. I mean, I think LSU is a pretty good football team, and uh, I think they they. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch the game, but I saw a score. I mean, that's they they responded pretty well since ours, and uh, so you know we know we played quality opponents. We've we've you know, seen a variety of different looks, and now it's time to go play our best game. You know, you know, here this week on the road, you know, against a. Uh, a really good opponent, so it's it's about our work. Kind of following up on that as a coach, how do you find the balance of you talk about lessons? Uh, there's obviously lessons that you learned in the negative sense up in Boston, but also you went on a 28 nothing run when you started slowly, and you went on a 38 to three run against a team that on Saturday at least looked like the best team in the country. What they did to Mississippi State, how do you do? You have to remind the team like guys when you when you play poorly. Clearly, you can lose to anyone, but when you play well, you might just be the best team in the country. How do you get that message to them? You, you can't be afraid of the confrontation. And, you know, there's so many coaches out there that it's, uh, you know, when things are going good, you, I, you check it off and you move forward. I mean, it's, it's all. I mean, it is, you celebrate the positive, but you have to correct the things, that are, or whether it's a lapse, whether it's technique, whether it's a fundamental. Um, you know, you, there, there's never a play that, you, that it's okay not to coach. And it is, you know, I think that that's how you build confidence. That's how you build trust. Uh, you know, if it's not right, you know, as a as a as a head coach, I got to stand up and tell that that's on. It is on me. Like everything that we see within our program, um, whether it's a miscommunication, whether it's a 
you know, a bust, whether it's a, um, a really positive response to a situation, you got to take ownership of why did that happen, right? How do we build upon that, whether it's good or bad? But you know, you've got to be able to, to have that that real talk, and you got to be get to be honest. And, and I mean, that's one of my favorite things from yesterday is you know, I sit in there and we're in the meetings, and you turn on the uh, turn on a play where you know, we run we. Called up. There, there's a defensive call we we practiced 190 plus times since we started in the fall camp, and we busted it three times in the game, and like that's it, probably as much you know as much as we've done it. Like for that to show up with three MAs, you know, why does that happen? What occurred? And you know, our players like they'll. I mean, there I, I heard ownership yesterday, and when you have to when you're an 18 to 22 year old and you're willing to stand up in front of your peers and say, look. I made the mistake there, right? For whatever the reason that it was, right? I understand that. I accept it. I'm fixing it. It will not happen again, right? That's a that's a step in the right direction. Um, you can find a million different ex excuses or reason why it did, or this was this motion was this that happened. But ultimately, right, with the ownership of the action, right, and then the the humility, you know, in the in the uh, correction or the improvement. That's that's something that we have to have and. Um, you know, that's what I love about this game because it mimics life so much. It, it is just, you know, nobody wants to come up short. Nobody wants to have an embarrassing moment. Nobody wants to not look or, or perform to the level that you're capable of. But when it happens, what, are you will, what steps are you willing to take to get better of it, uh, you know, from it? And, you know, that's where, you know, I was, I was proud because you – you make the the run to go from whatever it was ten to three or ten to three to thirty one to ten. Like that was that was grit and response. But when it got thirty one to ten, right? Where did we go from there? Why did we have four focus penalties that showed up from that point to the end of the game? Why did we turn the ball over two times from that point to the end of the game? Why did we? Why did we have you know a couple of certain things that happened in critical situations? There were a couple of mistakes where we miss a single or we miss it. Why did that happen at that point? All right, because you know just like in, in human nature, I mean, you get to a point, and you're like, all right, you, you you start off a game and you're down. Nobody pitchers. Uh, we didn't sit there in a hotel thinking, hey, just wait till they go down to score on that first drive and we bust two opportunities in communication and nobody thinks about that. But when it shows up, like you know, there is an uncomfortable feeling. The response to it to get back to 31 to 10, you know, there was still a quarter and a half left to, left to go in the game, and that's the edge I'm talking about. Like that's the, uh, you know, I, I told the team after the game, I, I want that's where the killer instinct has to set up and like this is done. This I'm gonna finish better than what it was. Pissed off that, that the fact that we start off not as good as we needed to, and we I didn't we didn't have that. And so now you you address it, you point it out, and now what do we need to do from Sunday night at practice? To throughout the course of the week and how we prepare to Friday night meetings to Saturday morning when you wake up, all of it, and then you go get better. And when you have when you have a team and you have coaches and you have a, a group that's that's in it together, that's willing to 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 pour into each other, that's willing to hold each other to that standard and embrace that standard. Well, then you got a chance, and I, I believe that's what we have in this team. But you know, just saying it, man, that's one thing. Going out there and doing it, well, we'll get to see Saturday. Thanks, guys. So Mike brought up that the the thirty one when you're up thirty one to ten and it's third and seventeen, um, that bust in particular kind of flipped the game. Um, and he said, I think he said all ten did it right. One guy got the wrong read. 
were you, I guess, how concerned are you about the communication uh, breakdowns that, that Coach Norbell was talking about? Um, and I guess, how do you go about fixing them with, with, with a big game coming up this week? Yeah, I was concerned on that play for sure, you know. Uh, and, you know, you saw it, you know, in the moment. We finally gained control of the game. And, you know, you get them and, you know, it was third and forever, you know. And, you know, when you have game plans, you have situations, sometimes it doesn't come up till those moments, right? And that's just, you know, unfortunately the lesson learned of being dialed in throughout the game when it comes up. And, um, you know, the minute that ball was snapped and I saw it starting to unfold. And, you know, defense is like that sometimes. If, if 10 guys execute and one guy does the wrong thing, and the ball finds that place, it becomes a big issue, you know? And so it just, it's another lesson learned that, you know, it takes 11 to operate as one, you know, especially on defense. Um, if the ball doesn't find the mistake, then, you know, people don't see it. But when it finds it, it becomes very glaring and obvious. And um, that's a harder way to learn the lesson, but it's a lesson that needed to be learned. Just following up on that, um, you know, this defense really didn't give up a lot of big passing plays last year. Um, there have been some so far this year. Any common themes to it or, or things that the teams are doing? Um, I don't think. You know, some of it has been, you know, when we played some mobile quarterbacks and just, you know, probably having eyes and trying to help out in places that you shouldn't help out. And then you lose leverage and now you're in a chase race. And so I think, you know, there hasn't been one individual per se or one group. And, you know, it's just, you're constantly trying to build it where you, know, you have options to play multiple things and take away things that people are doing. And uh, I think you know, our guys, they want to play really well. And so I think we've had some really poor eyes, especially on some of these scramble situations that we got we to gotta tie up and, and, and fix. Ultimately, be a, a similar answer, but with the some of the third down lapses this past week, I guess common denominators there are things that you think you know you guys need to clean up on moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's there wasn't really a common, you know, uh, you know, there was a unbalanced scramble, you know, there was a there was a there was a counter run on a third and extra long. Um, there was a couple quarterback draws in there that we just, you know, so it's just tying it all together, and you know, the ball found the mistakes. You know, and that's something that, you know, you continue to harp to your group and you continue to harp to the individuals of, you know, mistakes need to be addressed and cleaned up and we did it. And so now we got to go play better. On the rewatch, um, Omar Graham, someone that kind of stood out in that game. Um, what were your assessment of him and just the linebacker group overall in that game? You know, we got to keep getting Omar in there a little bit more. Um, he's now fully healthy and he's moving better. and. Uh, I've got good confidence in Omar. And so, you know, when we have called his number, for the most part, he's gone in there and executed well. Um, you know, we've got to help him um, and put him in probably more positions and, and get him involved even a little bit more. Uh, but I do, I feel, I feel really good about Omar. I, you know, I think he, he fits in with those other three, and, you know, we've got to continue to give him those opportunities. The first team defense didn't play many snaps against Southern Miss. I think Boston College ran 73 plays on Saturday. How did you feel the defense held up physically fatigue-wise just in a much longer game? Uh, I mean, there were some. You know, we had you know some guys played their most reps they played this season. You know, and it wasn't something they hadn't done before in their career. But you know, I think all those moments of 
whether it was a mistake or whether it was playing more reps. Um, you know, it's all part of them taking all that information and uh, putting it to this week. You know, and so, you know, we don't want to play a lot of plays. You know, but sometimes that happens if you don't execute on third down. That's usually the message. Uh, regardless of how our offense performs or special teams, uh, our job is to go out there and get off the field. And a lot of times that happens on third down. And we were really good the first two weeks, not very good last week. And um, that created some opportunities for them. You guys seem to do a pretty good job in practice of mixing and matching the, the, the personnel groupings you want to run out there. But when a starter that you rely on is not able to play, obviously a new guy has to come in for him. But how does that affect everybody else around him in terms of just, you know, Shaheem knows Akeem, Akeem knows Shaheem, and, you know, Jared knows, you know, Braden, et cetera, things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you sometimes that those things happen, Aslan, during camp and, and, and practice because guys go down. And But we are uh, pretty intentional about trying to create those opportunities in practice. Um, but, you know, game time is game time. And, you know, that comfortability. But, you know, there's always going to be 11 guys out there, and we got to put the right guys in, and they've got to be comfortable playing in their roles. And you know, usually if they're out there on Saturday, we've we've worked that grouping, or they've worked with each other throughout the week. Um, but sometimes there are things that just pop up, and you've got to kind of turn left on some of the things and get guys in different spots. But we do a pretty good job throughout this season in the year of working guys in multiple roles, so that when those things do happen, they're prepared. You guys have done really well stopping or slowing down traditional running games. Um, what challenge does Clemson's running game pre present? Well, they got a really good running back. You know, I think, you know, he's done a really good job of just breaking tackles. He's aggressive. You know, I think he's a really good pass catcher. Um, you know, I know he probably hasn't had the success that he's wanted yet, uh, but you know, we've seen him at his best, and he's a really good player. And you know they got another backup back that comes in and shares carries with him as well. Um, and then I don't think the quarterback probably gets enough credit of his his athleticism, and um, you know that showed up at times. Um, you know, going back obviously TCU last year used their quarterback in the run game, you know, pretty extensively. Um, I think if they want to use, you know, the one that's at Clemson now, he probably has that ability to be involved with it more. Kind of a two-parter. Uh, actually, it is a two-parter. First, uh, firstly, Boston College's quarterback. You're going to face mobile quarterbacks, like you said. The kid you're going to face this week can run. He seemed a little different, though. You don't see many guys that can kind of move and shake and have that. I don't know. I, I think he kind of moved like a slot receiver that could throw it. What? What? I guess. How do you project moving forward, knowing you're probably not going to see a guy that runs like him? He was a whole. Was he a whole different ball game than what you've seen? Just the way he runs, maybe even in as shifty as he was, even more than Jaden. Uh, I mean, he was. He's a shifty runner, um, and but we've seen quarterbacks like that in the past. You know, I think just when when you're playing and as the game gets going and you start giving the information, hey, in these sets, this is what's going to play, and then you know, guys hear it, and then some guys say, well, I'm going to help out on these things too. I'm going to make sure this doesn't hurt us. Then it creates another issue, you know. And I think, um, give credit, you know, the way college football is gone now, you know, you're getting a lot of good players behind the center, and you know they have options whether it's to keep it, to throw it, um, to run quarterback draws, and so just when when you're playing, you just got to make sure that, you know, whatever the weakness of of each call, guys understand it and still get their job done. 
you know, and then be able to tilt it in the other way when you need to. Did he change the way you guys rushed the, the, uh, the I think quarterback? At, at times, you know, but um, that happens in a lot of games. And actually, that wasn't my second question. This was my second question. I just stole one. Um, uh, the last call, uh, the, the Azaria blitz coming off the edge, is that something you would call in other third and long situations in the game? And then, uh, obviously, the you know that that won the game. That essentially won the game. What was the thinking going into that? Because obviously, they had converted a ton of third and longs yeah. so far in the well, game. Well, it's a good question. You know, we try to have a plan going into the game, and then you just adapt as you go throughout the game. You know, and so you know to answer your question, that was the first time we brought that pressure that game, um, and obviously, it worked well. Earlier in the game, BC did a lot of hiding formations, rushing to the line, slowing tempo, playing with tempo. How do you combat that from a defensive standpoint? You know, that's something, you know, we had anticipated. So, you know, something we incorporated into the weeks of practice. Um, you know, just the, you don't see teams huddle very much anymore. You know, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's something if you get used to it, it's pretty simple. Um, but, you know, just making sure that our guys were prepared when they broke the huddle to, match up on whether it was where the wideouts lined up or the extra offensive linemen at times and whatever that had to be. So, you know, it's definitely something that was a little bit of a change of tempo. But, you know, you, you think of tempo and there's various ways. Most people think of it as get on the ball, go as fast as you can. That's what we're traditionally seeing in college football. Um, but there are various. I mean, I've seen teams huddle with the offensive linemen and the quarterback and break. I've seen teams that just line up just the skill guys, you know, whatever it is, that team ended up putting 11 guys in and bursting out. And it's something we had practiced, and we just got to be better with it. Coach, you mentioned earlier, I think poor eyes and maybe some, some misassignments there. But how much of that is a result of guys just need more, ex more experience on the field in those situations? How much of that is correctable through, say, film study, practice time, game experience, et cetera? You know, when you talk about eyes, it's all correctable, you know, because if you have poor eyes, that means they weren't in the right place. And so you give them the right, you know, sometimes it's just the execution, the moment of making sure that you're detailed with doing your job and put them in the right place. And then usually that key work will bring you to your, whatever your assignment is. You, there have been stretches of season, you know, the second half against LSU, first half against Southern Miss, and I think the, the middle two quarters uh, this past weekend where this defense has been like lights out. Um, as you as you coach these guys, do you focus more on those? Like this is how good you guys can be or is it more still attacking those other issues that pop up? Both. I mean, you always want to correct your mistakes um, and you want to make sure that you build on the positives. You know, so I don't think we lean one way or the other. Um, you try to be as honest as you can when you coach your players. You know, this is what we're really good at. This is what we need to address. Um, you know, some mistakes are mistakes, and you know, there could be one-offs. If there's a problem that continues, obviously it's, that's got to be addressed either personnel or schematically, whatever that comes to. But you know, I think the answer to your question, I are both. You know, we work at it both ways. Thanks, guys. See y'all. You know, Coach Norvell touched on it. You know, if, if if they make all their extra points, then they're not in that situation where they have to go for two. Whereas, you know, Ryan was very steady and has been all 
season so far? How how pleased have you guys been with Ryan so far? You know, Ryan's off to a really good start. Um, you know, it, it started with how he uh, how he competed in fall camp. I thought he did a really nice job, and um, you know, it's carried over uh, in, into the. The first three games, and you know, I think he's—you can tell—he's he's got some confidence to him in the way he's playing, and he should. You know, co real confidence is earned through, um, you know, what 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 you put out there on the field, and he's been able to, to do a good job so far. So, um, you know, we look forward to that continuing. But but I'm I've been really pleased uh, with how he started. The two miscues in special teams, a squib kick with Trey, and then Keon having the ball. I don't know if it hit him, but come close to hitting him. Obviously, it's something you guys practice the heck out of. How do you address it? What did you tell them in the moment? And how do you go about correcting it going forward? Well, you know, the, the first one, the, the squib, um, you know, just the whole scenario of how that kind of went down, obviously, was two-score game. I think it was 31-16 at the time. Um, you know, third quarter still, we weren't really thinking to have our hands unit on the field yet, you know, not thinking it was an onside kick scenario. We saw that they were going to attempt an onside kick, called the timeout, and got our unit out there. Um, you know, the, the handling of the squib, you know, it's, it's one of those things that um, obviously you would, would love for that opportunity to have that play back. But, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we've got to put our guys in that situation more often, you know, where, where we have those live uh, scenarios. Um, obviously, you know, he did everything that, that he, was, he was obviously trying to field the ball. Um, you know, we just we got to be better in the moment, and we got to put them in, in more situations like that to, to help them uh, when those situations present themselves. Yeah, um, Coach Murphy, I mentioned you guys are close to returning um, one in the return game punt kick. Uh, how close do you think you guys are right now to that? Well, you know, I, I think there's pretty good execution, especially in our kickoff return unit. Um, you know, and usually those big plays, you know, are a product of, of all 10 guys doing their job with obviously the returner uh, then doing his. Um, and, we're, and we're really close. I mean, we're, we're, we're really close to having a, a big play happen there. Um, but, you know, it, it all has to come together for us at the right moment with the right kick. Uh, but but this we will have opportunities in, in both return units uh, if we continue to, to play the way that we've been playing. Is Jared's individual production or his presence and what it does is that the bigger value for you guys right now on defense well you know I, I think um, you know especially early in the season you know Jared's not gonna sneak up on anybody you know and, and uh, you know I, I think teams are, are trying to find ways to to uh, you know whether it's with a running back or a tight end to try to slow him down in terms of the pass rush but his presence in and of itself creates opportunities across the board for the defense. And then, you know, I, I think game one, I think, you know, he, he probably felt like he was getting a little bit frustrated because I think he had that expectation for himself in terms of what he wanted to go accomplish. Uh, game two and three, he just went out and tried to play hard. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think Jared's real concerned right now in terms of, of, of statistical production. I know he wants those things to happen. Everybody does. But uh, I think he just wants to focus on playing hard, uh, playing to the best of his ability, because the people who are doing the evaluation on, on him for the next level, they're going to see, you know, uh, his, his, uh, how hard he's playing, his want to in terms of, of trying to do everything in his power to, to be successful. Um, and, you know, I, all the numbers will take care of themselves. Uh, well, 
two quick questions on the on the squib kick to Benson. What did what did he do wrong, if anything? I mean, balls bounce funny. It's that's why you kick them sideways and they take weird bounces. Did he do something wrong technically? Not not really. I mean, the only thing that I would say is is when we have a, when we're in a position to get on top of the ball as opposed to try to pick it up, we'd probably prefer to smother the ball in that that situation. But there's you know that that's a judgment call in, in the moment by the player um, because the ball needs to be rolling slow enough to to feel like you can just get on top of it. Um, but it, it is the tricky thing. You know, obviously the ball, footballs bounce all kinds of different different ways. And um, it's hard to simulate that exact kick at that exact moment in practice. But it's something that we got to put them in, in that situation more often. And on the key on the last punt return, did it hit him? Was there a reason he didn't, if you, if you talked to him afterwards yeah. about it, why he didn't rush up and go catch that um, or get away from it? You know, we were in a, in a uh, punt safe setup defensively or on the punt return unit. Um, so we really didn't have anyone protecting. And I, I feel like he knew that that was the case. You know, there wasn't a return set up with it. Um, and I think he was in between thinking he could go get it and he couldn't. And he, and he, got, he got caught kind of in that in-between mode, um, you know, which is one of those valuable lessons for him as a punt returner, especially in this situation, just get away. Like, if you're not 100% sure you can go get it, get away. And if you are convicted that you can, then just go get it. But you can't, you can't live half in and half out. And, and, and he totally understood it, and, and it's going to be something that he's going to be better at moving forward. The way that game was going, what a break to the kick. It just felt like the way that game was going, it was a kick break the way in. Yes, I was, I was very happy that it kicked out. Uh, you said last week that you know, Castellanos was in your recruiting territory, so you were very familiar with him. Um, when you, how different is it? Or I guess Klubnik is athletic um, for a quarterback, but that guy was athletic for anybody. Um, you know, what 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 kind of challenge will it be to get after the quarterback this week compared to maybe what you saw last week? Well, you know, each week is is kind of its own challenges across the board. You know, I I think you got to. You know, with, with Cade, you got to have good rush lane discipline. He can run the, with the ball. I don't think they're going to put them in as many quarterback design run situations as maybe that we saw in this past week. But um, you know, we got to be disciplined. We got to be structured in how we rush and and, and what we do. And uh, you know, and that's going to be true no matter who you play against. Um, but you know, I think I think Cade's going to present a little bit different. Uh, issues this week, but but uh, we de certainly have to be disciplined in what we do. You talk about guys not sneaking up on people. I mean, I guess maybe Patrick last year as a you know as a newcomer rookie uh, kind of put the conference on notice. Uh, what have you been seeing from him the, these first three weeks, and how do you plan to kind of manage him and his sort of expectations moving forward? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, you know, there, Pat does a lot of things uh, really well that probably go unseen. Um, you know his his uh, his ability to execute within the defense, um, his ability to uh, play his run structure. Uh, you know his responsibility in the run. Um, you know those are things that always don't show up on, on stat lines. Um, you know, but but Pat does a lot of things out there that that uh, that have showed progress and growth for him as a player. Um, you know, are, are the the flash plays? Are there quite as many as it felt like? Maybe it felt like it, you know his first year that every game he played in, he made some kind of flash play. But I would also go back and say in the in the LSU game, uh, him batting down that pass on third down was a big play in the game. He had a TFL on this past game, so I, I think those flash plays are there. I just think we probably expect them more now. Um, you know, so uh, Pat just got to keep doing what he's doing. Um, he's got a, a bright future ahead of him, and 
it's just got to be uh, every week persistent uh, growth and, and, and improvement as a player. I think um, Jared led, led the um, team in snaps last game, I think it was correct. Um, is that by design, or do you guys want to kind of sub him out a little bit more and get him more rest? Uh, a little bit of both, uh, you know, in terms of where just where we were depth-wise uh, going into the last game at, at defensive end, we knew that that uh, you know we we're going to have to some of the guys were going to have to handle some more responsibility in terms of snaps. Um, you know, that was already the the game plan was to play him a little bit more than he had been playing um, anyway. Um, his snap count got pretty high, uh, and that wasn't totally the plan going in, but the way the game played out. Uh, it became a necessity. You know, you get into a situation uh, late in the game where the game was was within two scores there in the, in the last quarter. Um, you know, your best players are going to be on the field, and uh, you know, it, and he wanted. And it's a situation where Jared wanted to be on the field, obviously. So um, we're, we're going to do whatever we had to do to win the game. Thank you. Appreciate. It. Um, man, you guys obviously the offense scored I think five or six straight possessions um, into the third quarter. Then the fourth quarter, kind of what what do you think went wrong? I know there were some penalties, some little things, but where, why do you think you guys weren't able to kind of keep keep the foot on the gas? And that's what we addressed. Um, you know, our first penalty came when we were up 31. I mean, we had 31 points, and I, that's when our first penalty came on offense, whether it be uh, lack of focus on the lineup, whether it be. Uh, retaliating on a personal foul with uh, Keandre. Um, things like that, they showed up after that moment. So whether it be, and all of this is always learning. I mean, uh, I think that was like Keandre, Winston Wright, still at first season here. So you're still learning some guys that are going through it for the first time of understanding you, when those moments come to make them correctable. But I think that's what it, you know, when you get behind. And, and now some of them, we just, we tried to make a one-on-one -on -one throw. Um, just kind of missed it outside a little bit or little things like that that kind of stall drives. But overall, just got to be able to focus. You know, you can't have a lapse in focus once you get a little bit comfortable. So that's a learning deal, and, and I can't wait to, to stress it a little bit today. And the um, run game average, I think, 3.7 yards per carry. Um, never got that going, it seemed like, in that game. Is that part of the reason you think they were able to get back in the game because you could not get the run game going and kind of run that clock out in the fourth? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if how conservative we got as far as that aspect of it, because I think the first play of the draft, we actually threw the football. I don't know if, if we were calling conservative plays in the run game, but a couple of different other factors in the run game where some guys, people know we want to run the ball, so that opens up the big play pass. You saw with Jaheim and Johnny and those guys, and, and um, making sure we're leveraging things right. But I don't really contribute to saying we got conservative, but it is something we got to overemphasize to make sure we're moving forward with it. Um, just the bigger plays, but I think it's pretty known that we want to run the ball and we want to have success doing it. So, you know, we have to make sure we find creative ways, even if they are understanding that we want to do that. I was going to ask you about Clemson's defensive front. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like for quite a while now, it's been one of the best defensive fronts in football. Mm -hmm. um, How's this group look compared to maybe some of the other ones you guys have gone? Well, yeah, they got they got two returning um, D tackles who were forcers last year. They got the, the freshman uh, Peter Key, and he's a good player. I mean, Clemson they, they're going to be good on defense. You know, they, they've always they had a history of being good at D line and, and and executing at a high level and giving you multiple looks, multiple fronts. So, you know, you're always up for a challenge when you're going to play a Clemson defense. I mean, that's been pretty consistent. Um, 
here actually since I've been at Florida State. I guess how important is it to get Trey Benson going consistently, mm-hmm. especially with a stretch you guys have coming up on defense or with defenses? Yeah, Trey had some good um, – I've told him I, we watched his carries individually, and he had some good finishes on runs where he was falling forward and things like that, which I was proud to see him kind of get that part of it. He caught a little screen right there, got going, and on one of the deals, on a one-on-one, I always tell him I want you to fall forward on a deal. But, I mean, I, I have no concern about – what Trey is going to be as we continue to progress through the season. I mean, I know what he can do. I know what he's capable of. So he'll have that explosive game. And I don't think it, it, we would treat it as an epiphany, but I know I think he'll be fine as we're moving forward. Staying with the run game theme, um, Rodney Hill had a couple of good runs, a couple of um, mm-hmm. good series. Um, is he someone that you want to get more involved in the run game as well? Yeah, Rodney Hill's an explosive player, you know, and. Um, it, he he showed that he can earn the right to go out there and operate in um, non-specialized situations where it can't just be every time he's in there, we're going to do this one thing with him or things like that. So as he's progressed and he's got that, you know, developing from a young freshman to now those eyes are getting tighter where he's not as wide anymore and he's getting more confident, he's earning more carries and things like that. So is he, I'm, I'm, I'm loving to see him continue to progress, but we can trust him a lot more out there. But right now he's earning himself some more carries for sure. Because you guys have so many different skill players, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a challenge to kind of spread the ball around. Uh, you know, I think from a fan or media perspective, you'd see Keon not get that many opportunities in a game like that or come away with no catches. Mm-hmm. Wonder like, what, how, how can you guys get them the ball? Is that, do you guys even think that way or do you guys think this is the offense and wherever it goes, it goes? No, it's a great, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, because like, for example, you know, Johnny had a really good game and as far as statistically goes, and Jaheim had a really good game as far as statistics goes. And Keon was the first person on the sideline a couple of times congratulating him and talking to him and things like that. So I think it's just I want all the skilled players to want to have want the ball and want to be the guy and want to make the plays. And I have no issue with that as long as they're supportive of the other guys when they get the shine, as in when they're supportive when you get the shine. And I think we haven't had any issues with that. But I want them all to be hungry and and want it and want to be like that. That's what makes it work. You know, like I don't want a guy that's like, no, nah, coach, I'm good. I don't want it anymore. Like, no, nah, man, I want, I want them all chomping at it to want to get it, to make it known that they want to get it. But as long as they're supporting their teammates and things like that, I'm good with all that. What, did, uh, what does it um, do for the team? And this isn't the first time Jordan's played through something, but when you have a mm-hmm. quarterback obviously dealing with something physically and mm-hmm. then he guts it out and finishes the game and, and plays the way he did in the third quarter. Like, what does that do for the, the, the offense? The whole yeah, Jordan's tough, man. You know, I, we have to protect Jordan from Jordan sometimes because, I mean, I think on one play, he, he lowered his shoulder on the sideline, things like that. But Jordan's tough, man. I mean, he, 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 he he's the leader, and, and those guys know it, and there's no concern. I mean, he, if, if, like, our guys understand what Jordan's been through and how much he's had to fight through in um, order to get to this position. And, and his toughness has been displayed multiple, multiple times. So. You know, I know people, you know, on the outside say, oh, my God, you know, but it's almost like we have a deal with he'll be all right, you know, and, and, and because we've seen him fight through so much. With, with Jordan, what has he done well through three games, and what are some things that you guys are talking to him, saying, okay, clean this up a little bit? Like, what are some things he can improve on? 
Yeah, I mean, it's always game, different game by game because we give them different things to look at. Um, but there's always going to be something coming out of the game. We can say we can work on whether it be carrying the football, whether it be scramble rules once we leave the pocket, once it be decisions making and understanding if we're sequencing a third down. Hey, this is third and this. We're trying to. We're not necessarily trying to convert. We're just trying to get it into a goal situation. And, and he was advocate on the sideline of, of wanting, like, I need to know if we're going to go on this deal before I do the play so I know if I'm going to try to stretch. Like, different situations, he's trying to be a master class at the quarterback position beyond just the play but the situation. So his situation awareness is already high. He wants it to be at an elite level. And he was talking about during the game of, I want to know if we're going to do this or we're setting up this for this and, and taking this game to the next level. So not really critiquing, just more going to like beyond elite status of his understanding of what we're trying to do in the game plan. Clemson gave up 28 points to Duke in that first week, and I think it's 30, 31 points since. Um, what do they do well? And you've got guys have gone up against them a few times. So what do you expect from them? Yeah, Clemson. They prevent. They, they've always been a, a, a dictate defense where they're going to be multiple, and they want to kind of defend you how they want to make you do things. Like, hey, we're going to make this guy be the guy. We're going to force the ball here. So they're good at forcing and leveraging the ball where, you, where they want it to go so they can have the advantage. So we have to do a good job of, of understanding where they're trying to attack us and how they're trying to manipulate it and make sure we have answers, but also dictate ourselves. Make them have to you know, make decisions quickly and not give them a full look at it. But they're going to mean that they're sound. They got guys that can run fast You know, from the linebacker position to the D-line position. I mean. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're always gonna have guys that you're gonna have to, you know, stare at that film a little bit longer than just the, the, the 24 hours. You gotta, you gotta make sure you're on point and understand how they're gonna attack you. Following up on the question I asked on Jordan, when, mm -hmm. when he's giving you that sort of feedback, like I want to know the big picture. Oh, yeah. that, assuming that's what you want to hear as a, as a coach. Oh, absolutely, because we want to give them all the information that's needed so they can still operate freely. And he wants it all. He's like, I don't, I don't even want to, like, I want to know it all. Like, so to see that you have to, as a coach, manage it where he's not overthinking and overseeing and making sure he's seeing the specifics, but you also have to give him the information that's going to help him in the compromising moments when things break down, when there's something different the defense presents, when we're trying to sequence or do something different. He wants to, he's yearning for that information, which lets us know he's not satisfied. He wants to get better in all of it. So it's just balancing how much information we want to give him the focus on versus execution and how much he can handle by game by game. But he is, he is addicted is or obsessed is almost an understatement to how much information he wants to carry into a football game. You mentioned some of the, the guys that are even, that are veterans, but they're new here, mm -hmm. um, is is learning how to kind of put teams away when a game, the games of this magnitude. Is that a new experience for some of these guys? Because I mean, you know, Florida State's playing at a different level than maybe some of their previous schools were playing at in terms of what's on the line. Is that does that make sense? Well, yeah. I'm, I, when I talked to the, I was talking to the line, um, and, I, and I talked about you know, last time we went to Boston College, it was uh, it was it was Rob Scott. Mo Williams and Dylan Gibbons and 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 now you had there's Washington, um, Casey Roddick, Jeremiah Byers, um, Bless Harris. Like those guys went up there two years ago when you won by one. So you know they're still learning together on the how. Like like you wish you could come into game three and and have a completion of knowledge. But the games are the best teachers for players. They learn the hardest lessons in those deals. So yes, you want to learn those lessons with wins, but you still got to learn a lesson. And sometimes those those lessons you learn and those are even more valuable than you can ever can do on a on a on a practice field. So 
the first time for us. Could have been the first time situation. I'm not, not in much of that detail, but more of with me being with them, this is the first time I've had to coach that part of it. So now we get to see the response. It kind of got lost with how the game ended, but that play that Jaheim made in the in the third quarter, which I thought was a touchdown, by the way, it looked like a touchdown. What, how, how special is he, and what does he mean? What can he bring to this offense? Because it seems like there aren't many dudes like him around the country. Yeah, Jaheim is a, is, is a problem. You know, he's a matchup problem. He's he's smart. He can he can he's done multiple things, whether here at his last institution. Um, he, he's he's athletic. He's quick. You know he has he has attributes that are like almost born to play the sport, and um, and he's competitive. He has a toughness about him, you know, because everybody's seeing the flash plays, but I mean he he he's you know, split zone. <laughs> I mean he's he's learning that stuff and blocking at the perimeter and chasing guys down. I mean he is he 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 he's a really good football player, and and we're excited to have him because of what we can use, you know, outside of the edges and the running backs. I mean he is a he is he is a special football player. I guess like two disparate thoughts, but if you could kind of you know Come on. hone it in for me, uh, does it feel like you guys have seen most looks that you'll probably anticipate seeing throughout the course of a season? You know, BC has that NFL kind of background; they mm -hmm. gave you guys zone looks, and you were able to hold up well and communicate. And that communication aspect—how difficult will it be in Clemson? Do you have to change anything with that sort of crowd and atmosphere? Yeah, um, you ne as many times if you see something, you can it's almost never say you'll see it enough. And I'm going to talk about more schematically, like you talk about um, the zone schemes or whether it be in protection. Like I think protection is improving because they're seeing things for multiple times. Um, when you talk about environment, um, some, like, some of those guys, a lot of those guys we have have played in those environments, but this is their first time playing with us in this situation. So there's always going to be somewhat they can go back to and say, I've done this before. But this person that's next to me wasn't next to me last time I did it. So there's always a new element created each time you have an experience. But what I will say is that our reaction times are doing a lot better as we're getting better and we're moving forward within the season. So I know all that stuff is going to show up. But also, we have multiple guys that have been in the program for a while that were up here two years, uh, two years ago when we went up there, and it was almost a similar situation. So they can draw back to those experiences. But also, we have to coach that. Sometimes if a guy hadn't do it, we can't come after the fact and say, well, that was the reason or that was the excuse. So we have to find ways to create the moment, create the feeling, and have enough guys that have done it to, because nothing checks you better than peer to peer. Where, you know, the, like I always tell it, like, they're used to me getting on them, because that's just normal. Like, I'm, Coach Jackson is supposed to get on me. But when you walk in a locker room and you're sitting in your locker and one of your teammates walk up to you, not in a, outgoing manner where they're trying to embarrass you in front of your team. But if they sit down and say, hey, look, this is a problem, or I don't see you focused on this, let's get this fixed, that's a whole different feeling that, that creates in the locker room. So as long as we have a lot of that going on, I know whether they've experienced it or not, we can overcome it or prepare for it better. Appreciate it.